You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from the kind of Spring Lake weather in downtown Toronto. I'm, of course, accompanied by my partner in crime, The Wasteland. Who I didn't even realize we had Spring Lake weather today. I don't have windows. (laughs) Today, we are joined by Caitlin Stokes of Corlix. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. So are we. Yes. We finally got it to work out with the time zones and all that. I don't have like a podcast or microphone, so forgive me for using it for sounding maybe a a bit muffled or something. You sound Uh, fine. I'm sure people will get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) You sound totally fine. You're actually coming in loud and clear. Oh, great, great. So how are you guys doing in Italy? (laughs) Yeah, um, it was kind of an unexpected move. Like our flat in Brighton got flooded and we had to bail all of our, you know, because we have a home studio as well. So like water was coming in, we're freaking out. So we had to like call a a moving truck like within 24 hours and put all of our gear and like half of our belongings in the truck. And we're just like, where do we go? And we have some family in Italy. So we're just like, had it driven out here and just it was it was a very chaotic thing to happen but once we got here we also had our cats and you know how oh, there you go in the background <laughs> but uh, <laughs> on cue on cue <laughs> classic uh you know cats hate to be moved and like once we got here we're just like you know we should stay here for for a while and just like think about you know what we want to do next and maybe we'll go back to the UK I'm not sure Definitely not going back to America. I really love living in Europe. Like the healthcare is amazing here. And, you know, I have my health issues. So it's really important for me to like not go bankrupt in order to like see a doctor. Um, <laughs> so as, as an American, um, I'm happy to be in Europe for so many reasons. But healthcare is definitely like one of, one of my top reasons. So we'll be here for a while, I guess. I think healthcare is why I'm staying in Canada too. So exactly, we're all American here, and that resonates so hard. That yeah, Mm -hmm. we're grateful for Canadian healthcare. Yeah, exactly. So your studio flooded. When was the move to Italy? Was that just before the pandemic, or were you moving in the middle of the pandemic? Yeah, no, it was like it was like towards the well. I guess it's still not over, but towards like the end of the last big lockdown. So it was like mm-hmm. lockdown in the UK had just lifted. And that's basically when that happened. So it was like one traumatic thing after the next. And <laughs> it, also we were like trying to put out music and it was, it was just like last year really sucked for us. Uh, but this year is going much better. So that's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so what are the origins of Corlix? Like, how did you guys form and all that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we met in LA, like at a rocker bar. Uh, I just saw Brandon and I uh, wanted to meet him and we just started talking. We hit it off and then little, little couple months into our relationship, we started making music together and... We, um, first I was helping him with his band, The Dark, 
which is more like a gothic rock. Not exactly gothic, but, you know, kind of in the vein of like old school Manson, like what Manson was in the 90s, the good stuff. And um, yeah, like that was fun. And then and then we started working on Corlix and it was more of like, oh, since we have this, you know, rock thing going well, like let's uh, let's start looking into electronic music. We we're both really interested in it. And, you know, Corlix started off as like an industrial dark electro project. And we did that for like two records. But also, you know, I got to say we were songwriters. We weren't really producers quite yet. We were trying, but we didn't really know exactly what we were doing in terms of like mixing and mastering. So definitely some great ideas in the beginning, some really great songwriting. I love a, a lot of that material, but um, I pulled it down. I pulled that stuff down uh, about two years ago because I, I want to rehash it uh, in, in a, in a, with some better sounds and better mixing, better mastering. So I might even re-sing it. I'm not sure because before I was like tracking at a microphone that was like, I don't know, just like a regular like live mic, like it wasn't even a studio mic. Um, so now we have like a full-blown studio, you know, speed forward four years. We definitely are like in our groove and I'm really, really happy with the quality and everything. So um, and then the new direction is like a bit more eighties, a bit more post-punk influenced, although I wouldn't call us a post-punk band. I wouldn't. Um, but we're definitely, I would say that's the closest genre the new material is sounding like. So yeah, that was the origins LA. Oh, I see. And the name, what is the significance of the name Corlix? Yeah, um, it was a dream I had when I was like 13 years old. Um, it was like, I have a lucid dreaming. And so I just like saw my future self playing a concert. And so my dream self asked her, wow, like, this is great. This is what I've always wanted to do. What? And she's like, the only thing you need to remember when you wake up is the name of your band. And that's Corlix. And then she started spelling it to me and she was like, C-O-R-L-Y-X. And she kept saying it over and over, kind of like this weird, in a weird, creepy way. But then I just like, you know, woke up and I was like, oh, I should write that down. And so I wrote it down. And then, you know, 10 years go by, I never used the name. And I was in other bands when I was younger, some like alternative rock bands, some like fun, catchy bands. And like, anyway, I never, I never used it. And then when I uh, was talking to Brandon about, you know, possible project names and I was just like, Hey, what do you think about Corlex? And he was like, Oh, wow, that's weird. What is that? And then I told him the dream story and it was like, Oh, well, yeah, of course it has to be that. <laughs> so <laughs> that was it. Yeah. It sounds it sounds very sci-fi inspired. So we had to ask. So I was like, what is Corlix? So thank you. It kind of just rolls out of your mouth. It's fun to say. You know, I'm surprised it's not really a word. Maybe it's, I think there's like a mathematical term that has I-X, but yeah, I don't even know what that means. I, I haven't even bothered to look at that. I thought it was a variant on Corvix. Yeah. Or, you know, like the... You know, for crows. Right, right, right. And there is a band called Corvix. All right. I don't know cool. if you guys know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I did. I did. There's yeah. a couple. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple that are close. There's also like, yeah, Corvex. Uh, but Corlex started in 2015. So I think we were there first. Ha <laughs> 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 So the one question we've been asking everybody is, what was your experience like during the pandemic? Because especially with the move and all, you've already described that, but like as a band... Yeah, because you guys released your album, I think, right before everything broke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, not being able to support a record with a tour is devastating. You know, it's it's really, really hard. Although, you know, I just stepped up my online game as much as I could. Right. Like, that's all we could do. Uh, we did a live stream that turned out great. I was really happy with that. I didn't want to just do like, here's us in our living room live streaming to you. You know, I really like went all out. I got like a nice space. I hired a sound guy. I had three cameras. Like I really, you know, gave a great and that's actually on our on my personal YouTube channel on the Corlex YouTube channel. If anyone wants to check that out. Um, Yeah, we did like a full show doing that. And um, yeah, I was really happy with that. But yeah, nothing compares to just like going out and playing shows and supporting your record. Um, And that was our first record with a label uh, also. So it was like, oh, (laughs) time to shine now that we have a a deal with Negative Gain, who are awesome. And uh, but it's still I mean, we were all going through it together. Right. So like we were all sort of on the same, we all had the same problems. We all had the same solutions, kind of like, okay, it's online, it is, you know? So I am used to horrible things happening to me. So really, for me personally, the pandemic wasn't so bad because I've been prepping for Armageddon since I was like five years old. My my mother has been preparing me for like worst case scenario shit my whole life. So like I have this very weird mindset where when like traumatic things happen, I'm I'm okay. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but you know, and I was actually sort of the rock with everyone who's in my circle, calling them every day, checking on people, talking to them, making sure they were okay. Um, my mother unfortunately passed away in due part because of the pandemic as well. So that was, that was definitely horrible, but you know, she's also been prepping me my whole life for that. And, um, you know, I don't know. Um, all I can say is it made me a stronger person because tragedy always does. If you do get through it, it, you do become more resilient and um, that's kind of what it showed me about myself. And and also it made my family stronger. And like we came together with our grief. And that was a positive aspect of that as well. Um, we got closer because of that. So, you know, I'm always trying to look at the silver lining. That's me. Wow. I'm really sorry to hear that, that uh, you lost your mother during the pandemic because uh, that and then with the impending war happening, um, I don't know how many Ukrainian refugees are coming into Italy at this point. I've been kind of keeping up with some news of what's going on there, but it's really scary feeling like this, the what's happening right now and the, the, the urgency there. I mean, 
I think it is a positive to be prepared. Yeah. And and taking that sort of energy or ammunition to live your life to the fullest that you can because yeah. there's no guarantee for tomorrow. Absolutely. And I think like, you know, well, I also uh, I spent 13 years of my life working in the operating room as a neurosurgical assistant. So I, I've seen, you know, anything that can happen to a person, no matter what age they are. And working in that environment every day and then, you know, having a chaotic upbringing and it's just like, and then I also have my own health problems. It's just like, you really do. I know it's like so cliche to be like, live every day like it's your last, but like, you're going to have great days and you're going to have horrible days. And sometimes those horrible times can last way longer than that's even fair. And I remember, you know, I used to get like bullied really bad. And I would come home like beat up or something. And I would just be like, why me? Like, why me? And my mom would say, well, life isn't fair. And you're just going to have to, you know, get used to that. And that's a horrible thing to say to like a 10 year old. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know. know, I just like come from a different time. Like, I think like these things shouldn't happen to anyone and I wouldn't wish them on anyone. But if they do happen to you, if horrible things happen to you, you have to just do the work to process it. You have to get through it and just keep fighting. I don't know. And um, because tomorrow could be a good day. You just, you don't know. And we're here, right? We're here. If you're going to be here, it's, uh, it's life, you know? Thank Sorry. you for sharing that. Thank you Sorry, for being yeah. so, Sorry. To no, so- it's heavy, oh. but it's, <laughs> it is. But at the same time, thank you so much for sharing that and, and for really staying positive about that because yeah. you're right. This has been very hard for everybody and there's yeah. been varying degrees of, of issues that all of us have been dealing with. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I don't know. It depends what I'm talking about. Sometimes I can be very light, but sometimes, you know, if we're talking about real shit, like I, I'm, I've got the experience. I have the life experience to tell you that no matter what is thrown at you, you can overcome it. Like you can. And I am surrounded actually with amazing, amazing fighting stories of people who refuse to give up and like, you know, who have gotten through horrific things and, um, you know, are bright shining lights uh, on the other side. And, you know, also like every choice we make can lead to something better. So I started a process of really trying to identify the things in my life that were hurting me or the people that were possibly affecting me negatively, uh, indirectly or directly. Sometimes you can be around someone or even an environment. You can live in a city. Like for me, LA was really toxic and, you know, stuff went down in that city that I'm just like, as soon as I left, like my life got better. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I really needed to leave there. (laughs) So I think it's important if you feel like bad things keep happening to you, really try to identify 
you know, why that is and how to just get away from it, get it out of your life. Yeah. No, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah. It's a really great, great point to too. get out. Yeah. And sometimes the, sometimes the answer isn't always obvious, you know, but sometimes you have to really like really think it out. I don't know. And it's hard when you're in the thick of it. It's hard to yeah. see clearly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, uh, this next question is going to be incredibly light comparatively. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep it light for the rest of the chat. <laughs> let's, try. let's try. No guarantees. Um, Caitlin right now. So, she's a, yeah. <laughs> she's an intense woman. Uh, so just before this last Bandcamp Friday, uh, yeah. your Raindrops EP was released. So what can you tell us about that and that process? Yeah. Um, so Massive Ego, Mark from Massive Ego uh, collaborated with us on this. And he happened to live in the same, uh, it's about an hour south of London. It's, it's a beach city called Brighton and Hove. And we ran into each other casually and followed each other on social media and, um, and then he just kind of like reached out and was like, hey, if everyone do something together, we're neighbors, you know, why not? And I was like, well, actually, I have this song that's very more on the synth pop side, which, you know, Massive Ego is definitely like pretty synth pop. And uh, I sent it to him and he loved it. And yeah, he was just like, I'll track. So we invited him over to the studio. He was a total professional, such a sweet human. And, um, yeah, it just worked out great. And then, unfortunately, about two weeks before um, we were going to release it, we had already made the plan out. You know, we already uploaded it to the distributor. And um, I had recently also signed with his label, Out of Line. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different story. It was actually just like a huge coincidence. But um, that was also great. And... Um, yeah, then he uh, Massive Ego decided that they were going that he uh, was going through some some health issues and some personal stuff, and he was just like, you know, I, I really I got I got to get out, and uh, I can't do music anymore, and I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm like deleting everything. I, I I can't be online right now, and uh, I of course was completely sympathetic, and I understood where he's coming from, and. You know, it's it's hard to release without a, a collaboration, without the support of the person you collaborated with. <laughs> like, you know, right? Coming from like yeah. a promotional perspective, I, I'm sure there's some people. Like, I was getting some crazy messages, like, "Oh, did Mark quit Massive Ego because of this?" And I'm like, "What? Are you kidding me? He's been in Massive Ego for 20 years. You think like this would make him quit?" Like, it was pretty absurd. Some of the comments I was getting, but, you know, I tried to be very clear with everyone and like, we love Mark and we love Mess Vigo and it's literally just like a completely separate thing that happened. And he, uh, you know, apologized, of course, and was like, I'm so sorry, I can't be there for you for this. And, you know, best of luck. And regardless of that, like everything went great and I'm really happy about the song. I guess if we're going to perform it live, I'll just have Brandon singing maybe some like his parts or something like that because they canceled all their shows. Like they're done, done, done. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And he's been doing it. Yeah. Like over 20 years. So it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. But the song, I love the song. 
I'm so happy we did it. And yeah, that was like their last thing coming out too, which was kind of bittersweet, a little bittersweet, you know, but uh, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to check it out, we also did a, a, we had a remix done by Nero Argento, who's like this, uh, he's kind of like this industrial metal artist, but he does these like really killer heavy remixes and he's actually a personal friend of ours. And um, I just threw it at him and he was like, yeah, I'd love to remix this. And so... He did an awesome job. That's on our band camp right now. Actually, let's drop that in for our listeners for the podcast. And mm. be sure to uh, pick it up, put it on your wish list on Bandcamp and pick it up.
So, Caitlin, what inspires you musically? Oh, uh, lots of things. I guess my mom was the first one. Uh, she's a she was a singer songwriter and beautiful voice. Beautiful. She taught me how to play guitar, piano, and um, some flute actually. And um, yeah, she just like I grew up listening to The Cure and Depeche Mode. She had the best taste in music. The Sundays. The Sundays actually. Uh, Harriet Wheeler is one of my favorite vocalists of all time. A lot of people don't know who that is, but uh, I absolutely adore them. Um, and I just always, you know, loved darker music. And actually, now that I'm making music closer to sort of what I grew up listening to, it's resonating with me even more. So I'm really happy to be making music I'm making now. Um, and uh, yeah, other artists inspire me, uh, you know, just art in general. And also like, you know, I have a lot of shit in me that I need to get out. And it's like, it's my therapy. In fact, even when I rehearse our set list, you know, I, I cry sometimes. Like the material is very therapeutic for me. And so I uh, use music as like a therapy. And I think either listening to music or making music, it's um, it's like registers with me on such a deep, harmonic, powerful level that I I don't think that I could live without doing this. So it saves me. It has saved me all my life. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better as far as music being so essential now more than ever. And wow, I have not heard anyone talk about the Sundays in a very long time. So thank you for mentioning Harriet Wheeler. That's yeah, I I remember watching uh, Here's Where the Story Ends on 120 yes. Minutes back when. So I might have to go give that album a listen after we're done recording. Oh, my God, it's stunning. And you know what I love about those old records is it just transports you right away. And her voice, you know, it's just basically her raw vocals with a little bit of little bit of reverb and it's just as good as it gets it really I just absolutely adore her I I I saw postpunk.com they did a little thing about the Sundays once but I haven't seen anyone posting about them in so long yeah probably I've never seen anyone posting about them (laughs) they definitely it's been a long time yeah they need more love yeah so uh for newer music, what what songs and albums are you currently listening to? Like, what's in your current rotation? Oh, I for sure am a huge Actors fan. Um, I absolutely love everything they've put out. Um, I also love She Passed Away. I mean, that's as the best dark wave you can get, like, in my opinion. Like, they just really... And who knew Turkish... The Turkish language would sound so great with goth. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal. Um, And uh, let's see, what else? Um, A couple of my label mates I've been checking out and really getting into Ashbury Heights, uh, Blue Tangle, and some Massive Ego, of course. And uh, I'm just definitely trying to dive into, like, uh, what the label I'm on now is putting out. Definitely want to support. And there's... For sure, great stuff in there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What are you guys listening to? 
Oh, I mean, our, our last interview that we had on before you was actually Jason Corbett. Nice. <laughs> so. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so are we. <laughs> we're due to see actors uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, they'll be coming to Toronto. So oh. we're really excited about that. And then She Passed Away was one of the first concerts we saw as things started opening up again. We were really uh-huh. lucky to get them here. Oh, how amazing. Yeah, you know what? Like actors was coming. Well, they are coming to the UK. And I'm so jealous of some friends of ours that are now going to be opening for them. I was like, no, <laughs> I want to open Why did we have that flood? <laughs> I know. And now I'm like, oh, well, whatever. We're in Italy. I mean, the fact is we're going back and forth a lot for shows. So in Europe, you know, you have low cost uh, flight companies. It's just as much as a train ticket. Honestly, like we can fly to London for like 30 quid and then, you know, you pay another 30 quid for your luggage. But um, yeah, it's not bad. So like we've been going back and forth a lot because we still kind of have a life there and we're trying to make it work. We're trying to be like by country, by coastal. I don't know what you would call it, but yeah. International. International. Yes, we're so international. How, how long of a flight is that? I'm just curious now. Oh, it's like an hour. And, it's barely two hours. Yeah. Barely two hours. So yeah. so I'm flying down to uh, New York later this week. It's, it's just about an hour long flight. And that's like, I don't know, $600 round trip. Yeah. See, so. that's, that's bullcrap. <laughs> that is such bullcrap. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> Seriously, like you like in Europe, like they're just so the low cost companies. I mean, granted, it will be the worst flight of your life, but like it's 30, (laughs) you know, and it's like, okay, like we can do this and everyone does it. And it's just like, I mean, occasionally they'll raise prices to like maybe a hundred euros or something, but it's usually like very, very affordable. And, you know, it's so important. Like, we're Europeans, you know, are always, I mean, but so they are so also in America and like in, in, in Canada, like it, it's only fair. If your flight's under five hours, it should be cheap. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. Cause yeah. even the bus up here, the bus from like Toronto to New York, you could get the red eye bus. It'll cost you almost 60 bucks one way. So if you're, if you want to come home, <laughs> right, it's going to cost yeah. you over a hundred. And then it's a 12-hour bus ride. And by the way, that's the red eye on a bus where, like, nothing, it's the worst ride of your life. Right, right. (laughs) Because you're trying to sleep, but the bus is not quiet. And then they stop every three hours and turn the lights on. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, that sounds horrible. Oh, geez. Yeah. I've done it. Multiple <laughs> times. Same. I've done that uh, mega bus overnight. Yeah, it's not it, It's not a great trip. You just pray that you can get some sleep. Yeah, yeah. Like an hour here or an hour there. Yeah. But speaking of travel, uh, and, and you wish you were opening for actors, uh, what I wanted to ask is, are there any show plans in the works? Are you are you getting things together to help promote, uh, promote your last album? Yeah, yeah. Um- so we have a show in London coming up uh, this weekend at a really fun, like, spooky night called Reptile. Um, we're the only band, so we're kind of, like, hosting the night. And that'll be great. And then we are playing with Twin Tribes uh, in Brighton, June 9th, I think. Yeah. Uh, and Wingtips 
twin tribes and wingtips. Wingtips, I totally love as well. Um, and then we are coming to America. We are playing Absolution Fest in Tampa, October 8th. We are so excited for that. And um, the lineup is absolutely amazing and definitely can't wait for that. Also, I'll be announcing two more shows in Germany literally any day now. I just am waiting for the confirmation from that. But those will, that's probably it for this year. So it's like okay, five good shows. Uh, I had to turn down a few other shows because I really need to just like plan a, a proper tour for next year. And so... Because, you know, these kind of one-off travel shows, you lose money. Like, you completely lose right. money. Like, right. you have to play at least eight shows back-to-back on a tour in order to, you know, make some cash. So, um, but I also understand right now everything's just still fucked. And, like, these festivals have been booked. Tours have been booked since 2019. Like, and now they're just going so it is what it is, and I'm lucky that we managed to wiggle in some some de- decent shows. So, uh, yeah, that 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 will probably be it. But if you guys want to go to my website, I just updated the website with all of the show info and all of our new release info. I spent all day updating the website. It looks fabulous. That's corlexofficial.com if you want to go check it out. Subscribe. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Subscribe, like, share. Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> all right. So your videos definitely have a look to them, and I, you're, d- d- do you're, are you designing your own costumes and outfits and all that, yeah, or yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. you know necessity breeds invention, whatever that quote is. That is absolutely true for me uh, because it's like. I want to make music videos, but I don't have 1K laying around. So I'm like, I need to learn how to make music videos. And so I started, like I got a, I made an investment on myself. I was like, okay, if I get a good camera and I learn how to use it, I'm going to end up saving myself money in the long run by being able to shoot my own videos. And so I just spent most, also most of the pandemic learning how to use Final Cut and like, yeah, I like made costumes and I like got this whole, you know, music video thing, filming and directing. I watched like lighting tutorials, (laughs) you know, anything I could to sort of get me where I wanted to be. And that was as a, as a director. And so that just sort of came next as like, okay, I want to shoot my own music videos to save money. But then I realized how much I love it. And also all of our photos, those are all done by me as well. So um, I also started really loving doing photography. And yeah, that was just like a new thing that sort of like I found out that I really, really love. And so now fast forward and, you know, two years, I'm like shooting other people's music videos. I'm getting booked on to do photo shoots and that's actually going great. And our, our label has uh, been sending me to shoot like their, their top people. Of course, I give them a great discount uh, and they're loving that. We keep it in the family. All is good. And so this is definitely like a, a new passion for me. And 
you'll see some videos coming out that I directed. I just did one for the lead singer of Blue Tangle, Chris Pohl. He's other band, She Hates Emotions. That will be coming out in a few days on the Out of Line YouTube channel. And um, I'm really proud of this one as well. And I um, have been, uh, I'm also collaborating with someone else on our label who I'm also doing a video for. So yeah, it's going great. And I'm glad you guys enjoy my videos as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. This is a gal with skills. Photography, yeah. music, and video. How fun. Yeah. But you know what? I'm really bad at sports. So don't think I got it all. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I say at work. Every time I throw something at the garbage, you miss. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's like, it's like that's why I work here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know what I'm good at, and it's doing creative things. Like, I've been a creative person my whole life. So if I apply myself, it's not like I can just do it out of thin air. Like, I do have to apply myself. But if I apply myself and it's creative, I'll probably be pretty decent at it. And um, anything else I'm probably terrible at. So definitely sports is one of them. And like, I don't know, I get lost a lot. Like, I'm really bad with geography. Like, you know, there's plenty of things I'm not good at. So... Uh, Caitlin, tell us what we can expect next. We know you've got some shows lined up. We're going to check out the website. Um, what else is on your plate? Yeah, so we're going to release um, a huge collab coming out. Probably one of the biggest people I'll ever collaborate with. Um, they're in a different scene. So they're in the metal scene, sort of like rock and metal scene, kind of like Rammstein. That's the only hint I'm going to give. Okay. Um, and so that will be coming out um, at the end of April. And then uh, maybe we'll release one more single with the album dropping in the summer, late summer, fall. So that album is called Blood in the Disco. And that will be out, yeah, late summer, early fall. And that will be with our label out of line. And I'm super excited for that. Other than that, I don't know, content, you're going to get content. So follow me on Instagram. I post about my cats. I post about music. What more do you want? Cats and music. Yep. Yep. Hard agree on both. Pretty, pretty much it. All right. So we only really have one question left. And that is, uh, what song of yours would you like us to play you out on? Oh, um, <laughs> uh, well, the echo seems to be everyone's favorite and I absolutely love that song. And, um, that song's special. It's a little bit about my mom, what she was battling with before she passed away. So I dedicated that song to her, uh, because it came out right after she died. And, um, that's definitely a special, a special one for me. So. If anyone has lost their mom and they're listening to this, um, you know how it is. And if you haven't, I pray that it never happens and you outlive them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they echo. I would love for you to play that. Okay. Awesome. Caitlin, we wish you and Brandon the best. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks for having me. Great conversation. Yes, definitely.
This podcast is almost called I Live to Serve This Fucking Cat. <laughs>